And welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 71st episode of the podcast for the week of September 23rd, 2019. So let's break it down a bit. Here's what to expect the goal is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness of the energy in the moment. For if you use the energy consciously, it has a better chance of working for you. I'll kick off the show with a weekly astro report, along with a few tarot polls and our animal ambassador of the week. Then a guest will join me in conversation around a chosen topic. And this week, I'm so happy to welcome San Jose-based astrologer from the Venus Experiment, Jamila Pendleton. And we're going to have a discussion on Libra season 2019. So before we get started here, please remember, as always, take what resonates and leave the rest, because only you know you best. So thank you so much for joining me here today, and if you'd like to show appreciation for my work and get early Sunday access or show notes for this podcast uh, starting at $1 per month, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. If you'd like to make a one-time donation, I have Mel's tip jar uh, over on my homepage at energeticprinciples.com. So come on over and show your support. So let's get down to this week's astro report. Our lunar lady starts out the week in the sensitive, security-oriented waters of Cancer before moving into the heart-based fires of Leo on Tuesday. She hangs out in the lion's den throughout the middle of the week before moving into the practical earth of Virgo on Thursday. She continues to slowly wane down to a little sliver of a crescent as she moves into the balancing energy of Libra on Saturday and where she makes her new moon conjunction midday. She then starts her waxing cycle all over again while finishing out the week in the sign of the scales. So just a quick heads up. All time approximations are for North America. So if you live in Europe, at about eight hours. And if you are in Australia or the East, at about 17 hours, or basically the following day. And keep in mind that timing isn't always precise, as astrological transits, otherwise known as the connections that planets make to one another, have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it's quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than the exact moment of contact. Well, my friends, we have uh, some action going on this week, but when isn't there? But, you know, this is a big turning point as we have Libra season getting kicked off, um, which, of course, is started by our uh, seasonal equinox here. Uh, And then shortly after, later in the week, we have that new moon in Libra. Uh, We also have Venus in Libra, who's making uh, an encounter with Jupiter in Sagittarius, but also an encounter with Saturn in Capricorn. And then Mercury is helping lead the way for Venus with his own uh, Jupiter connection, and then he will make a Pluto connection. And we also have the sun making an opposition to Chiron in Aries. So let us waste no time and dive right in. On Monday, we start out the week with the moon in Cancer, and she will make a very, very, very early 
square to Mercury in the morning, uh, a trine to Neptune, an opposition to Pluto, a, and then a sextile to Mars. Uh, now, also of note, on Monday, you know, because we have the sun ingressing into Libra, which will happen at 12.51 a.m. here on the Pacific Coast. So it's very early while we sleep. We're going to wake up in Libra. But that's also when we're having our equinox take place, and more specifically, the autumnal equinox, if you're here uh, in the northern hemisphere. And so let's talk about that sun ingressing into Libra and that equinox. And so, you know, it's that time of year that equinox and Libra season is here. You know, let that rhyme for you. (laughs) Uh, Now, for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, like I said, we are officially welcoming in the fall season. Uh, And many of you, myself included, may be feeling that fall, you know, kind of simmering down sort of vibe going on. Because this is the cold and dry time of year where light becomes equal and then energy stables out and we start to further recede bit by bit into the darkness as we slowly fall into the season known for the start of our yearly decay. Because, you know, that what is what fall is, essentially falling away. And we're starting, uh, you know, the decay into the winter. Uh, and what a summer it has been. Now we get to shift into a dynamic Libra season that has much action and challenge under its belt. Now, Jamila and I will be talking all about Libra energy in this year's Libra season later in the podcast. So rather than saying that here, you know, stay tuned uh, for what we have to share coming up here shortly. So the bottom line for Monday is is that change is in the air as we experience the seasonal equinox as the moon glides through the high-level feelings of Cancer and makes an opposition to Pluto. And so I think that you're just going to be able to feel the change in the air. We're just going to feel it. And it may take a little integration at first as we try to find an equilibrium, you know, because it is Libra season. Uh, But we're getting that bird's eye view on the shifting dynamics of life. And I think spirit will be speaking and will be motivating us to take the opportunity to align our actions with the nourishment that our soul needs. Now, on Tuesday, the moon is now in Leo and will make a sextile to the sun uh, very early on and then a square to Uranus. Now, also of note, on Tuesday, we have Mercury making a sextile to Jupiter. And so let's talk about that first. So Mercury, you know, Mercury is where news comes in, our communications, or most importantly, our perception and how we uh, integrate intellectually what it is we are encountering, uh, you know, that is all around us. And a sextile is an opportunity. It opens a door for us and allows us to work with the energy for movement. And what is Jupiter? Jupiter is just that. Jupiter expands our world. It brings movement. It brings growth. And so it's blowing things up here. Uh, And so here we have the messenger in Libra making this supportive movement with Jupiter in Sagittarius. Yet we have to keep in mind that this connection is sandwiched between the Saturn square Mercury just received and the upcoming Pluto square that will take place in just a few days time. And so I have a feeling that we will be airing out our personal truths at this time to the people that are in our lives. And this opportunity to state, uh, you know, your position is likely to come from newly drawn boundaries and the desire to make significant life changes. So speak your truth at this time. Clear the air and be diplomatic in the process. But, you know, open to what others have to say. Uh, But make sure you stick to your heart's truth and what your true desires are in order to move this story in the right direction, you know, because we have Libra energy at play, but the moon is also in Leo here. 
So the bottom line for Tuesday is that Luna is now in the heart-centered space of the lion. And we start off the day in a place of balance and emotional equilibrium with that sextile to the sun. However, I think that peace or that sense of peace may get shaken up a bit as our lunar lady makes a disruptive square to Uranus. It's all possible because, you know, we are aligned with our hearts uh, that we will be feeling restless and ready to shake things up for ourselves. So there is that at play. You know, Uranus is trying to shake some energy and some emotional energy in particular. And so drama may be in the air on Tuesday. So don't let pride or avert stubbornness get in the way of the progress that is awakening today. Stay connected and willing to listen with the warmth of love in your heart because that will help the energy move a little smoother. Now, on Wednesday, we have the moon Stellan Leo. Uh, she'll make a very early morning sextile to Venus and then a trine to Jupiter and a sextile to Mercury, um, lighting up that connection from yesterday. But also of note, we have Venus making a square to Saturn on Wednesday. Uh, and so Venus, you know, it is Libra season now. So Venus becomes quite uh, popular <laughs> in her already, you know, socially charming ways. Uh, but this is Venus season, essentially. And so we started off with a square to Saturn. So Venus, this is our relationship energy. This is where we open up to things and we draw in and we find what we're attracted to, but also what we value and how we bring harmony uh, in our lives in a graceful way. And But squares, you know, this is eventful. These are actions. These are challenges. This is when we're, uh, conf- you know, essentially... Uh, at a, almost like a crossroads with certain things. Um, and what is that? Saturn. Well, Saturn is structure. It's responsibility. Uh, it's making commitments. It's looking at the long term. Uh, it's pulling back in consolidation. It's owning your own authority. And so, you know, Saturn kind of draws the line there where Venus opens up. So when these two meet, you know, there is usually uh, some disruption <laughs> at play here. So now the usual warmth and connective energy of Venus is meeting the cold and harsher energies of Saturn for most of this week. Um, You know, keep that in mind. This colors uh, a big portion of the week rather than it just concentrating on Wednesday. Now, when these two meet, there is usually a barrier that gets erected in the face of our relationships and our overall harmony in life. And so relationships may feel a bit of a cool down uh, and or an iciness as repressed energies filter in to our ability to relate. Now, social energy in general may take on some restriction and we may find ourselves in depressive states or, or situations if we spend too much time analyzing ourselves versus others. You know, Libra likes to compare. It's looking outside of itself. Um, and, you know, and sometimes that could look at that can turn it to what they have and what we might not. So we don't want that comparison monster to come out. Uh, But now on the positive use of this energy, we could be getting serious about what it is we truly desire and activating our ability to discipline ourselves um, and set boundaries so that we can manifest these creative impulses that are now coming through. And same with relationships. If you need to address some practical real-world considerations with your loved ones, now we can tackle the issue even if it may be uncomfortable at first. Um, 
Now, on another related note, we have Saturn making its last conjunction with the South Node on Friday. That's another big part of this week that's kind of coloring in, Uh, which means that this week is full of final releases of Saturnian energies that may be leaking in our lives that need one last shot of that celestial Drano. So clear out old boundary structures and routines of being that are, you know, getting in the way of you manifesting harmony and balance in your life. Flush down the fears and anxieties that get in the way from you opening up and feeling your, or not, well, feeling and following your desires. Because we need to open up to a new vision of the long term and then set our revised regiment accordingly. Because, you know, a new moon is just around the corner. So the bottom line for Wednesday is is that lunar energy is flowing as the moon lights up yesterday's Mercury-Jupiter sextile, yet relational energy is a bit clogged up with that Venus uh, square to Saturn. And so passion is in the air with that, that Leo moon still at play, and we are likely to be fired up and inspired about something that is taking larger-than-life precedence at this time. And so the lunar lion energy supports speaking from the heart and getting our ideal intentions heard. So you can expect things to heat up today as we take the initiative and exude leadership in our lives. Now, on Thursday, we have the moon now in Virgo, and she will make a trine to Uranus. Now, also note on Thursday, we have the sun making an opposition to Chiron, who's retrograde. And we also have Mercury making a square to Pluto, who is still retrograde, but is actually about to station next week. So Pluto is getting stronger and stronger here. So let's talk about that sun opposition to Chiron first. And, you know, the sun, anytime the sun comes into the picture, we are getting a dose of solar awareness. We're turning a page. Uh, Life force is speaking through us, uh, and there is a sense of vitality that is coming, you know, to the surface. And so it's an opposition. So, you know, we're we're confronted with something. There might be a tug of war between energies or decisions that have to be made. Uh, But if we can meet in the middle, the beauty of the opposition is it stimulates a bird's eye view of things. Now, Chiron, Chiron can be a little bit rougher to work with at times because it's, you know, the planet that brings in our, you know, brings up rather our wounds or our pain triggers. Um, But through these, you know, painful experiences or, you know, sometimes tough choices that we have to make in life, we open up to healing opportunities and wisdom through uh, what it is that we encounter. So, you know, there, there's uh, there's pluses and there's uh, minuses to Chiron energy here. So here the sun comes along after Mercury and Venus both opposed this point just a few weeks ago. Uh, so, the, you know, the, a couple planets have already made this opposition. So, I I feel that this uh, bird's eye view that our solar light is shining on Chiron will be quite impactful in its ability to bring healing and greater wisdom into our personal pain bodies and wounded triggers. As if you've ever read uh, Eckhart Tolle, he has that term, the pain body, that speaks very much to Chiron to me. Now, especially while we are encountering Saturn and Pluto transits, because we got to keep in mind, you know, the sun is looking at Chiron while we're going through Saturn and Pluto transits. And life may be more on edge or more, uh, you know, bringing up instinctual emotional material that can kind of make or break us at this time. And so it will be helpful to get a solar dose of wisdom uh, in the process. So listen to spirit and what your guides are saying this week. Take the ego out of it, especially if it's getting in your way. 
So get down to the core awareness that is seeking to confront your triggers as this can help you, uh, you know, own your personal power so that you can then tackle whatever needs your attention in order to move forward. Keep in mind, this is all in Libra and Aries, so this can definitely be, you know, uh, dealing with other people and the right level of assertion within. So we're trying to find a balance there. Now, we also have Mercury squaring that stationing Pluto that I was just talking about. And so we already know Mercury is bringing in news. It's it's lighting up our perception and our, our communications. And we know that squares bring challenges and events to the surface. Now, Pluto, Pluto is that transformative energy that brings up, you know, deep emotions, instinctual uh, feelings that we have within um, and is trying to purify something and, and bring great change. And so Pluto can be quite uncomfortable. Uh, and you know, <laughs> so we're we're having uh, some of that come down to our thought processes here. Now, so what does that mean? So our minds have an active link to the dark of the unconscious at this time, and we will be receiving messages that are seeking to open our mind and transform our mental energy. Now, Pluto is about to station, like I just said, and this will be happening next week, in the middle of next week. And it's going to move it, you know, it, its agenda forward here, major reconfiguration. Yet, I think right now, maybe it's more about our perception that is being confronted with the changing dynamic that is at play below the surface. And so this may be the time you let others know of big changes you are making in your life, Um, Yet you have to try not to control the outcome or manipulate other people to your side in the process. And that can be the challenge with the square, especially when we don't see eye to eye. And so there is a tendency with the configuration to try to mold others into seeing our viewpoint. And and obsession can take over. You know, you just have an agenda and a goal and you're like, you got to come to my side. Um, But that's not necessarily going to work too well this week. Now, another possibility is perhaps you desire to make changes, but first you have to do some serious investigative work for, you know, in order to make that happen uh, and have all your ducks better aligned. And so dive into research at this time for it can help activate and open you to the external possibilities that are out there. And so the mind can go deep and be rather intense at this time. So try to find constructive uses for it rather than getting caught in loops of obsession or verbal power struggles with others. Now, the bottom line for Thursday is is that Luna is winding further down in her introspective phase as she is waning in light. And although there may be plenty of buds to nip in the outer world with that moon in Virgo, there will be a rich inner process taking place simultaneously. The trine to Uranus may bring in just the solutions we need as we can intuitively connect outside of the box while also shaking off some crystallized emotional content that no longer serves us. Spending time in introspection and being willing to go deep may bring just the breakthroughs we need. Now, on Friday, the moon is in Virgo still uh, and makes a very, very, very early trine to Saturn, an opposition to Neptune, a square to Jupiter, a trine to Pluto, and then a conjunction to Mars. So she's doing all types of things on Friday. And so the bottom line is that we are quieting further down into the darkness of the balsamic moon. And introspection is still key. There is a closing down energy that is taking place as the Virgo moon makes a plethora of lunar connections that are activating many of this week's planetary transits. 
So spirit confronts us and doubt and confusion or uncertainty may seep back in regarding where we are headed next. Yet I think if we have given ourselves the time to align, we will be ready to purify and shift our outer realities and we'll have the motivation seated within to do so. Now, Saturday, we have our new moon in Libra. So that's when we kind of make a shift here. And of course, we'll have the moon making the conjunction to the sun because that's her new moon. So we have that new moon at five degrees and 20 minutes of Libra, which will take place at 1126 a.m. here on the Pacific coast. But we also have Venus making a sextile to Jupiter that day, which is an interesting new moon signature. So let's start... Uh, let's talk about that new moon first. And I always say this every every other week <laughs> that I write an article for each new moon and full moon over at energeticprinciples.com. So if you'd like to sign up for my mailing list to have that sent straight to your inbox when it is up and running, you can do so uh, over on my website uh, at energeticprinciples.com. Now, this new moon is kicking off a whole new cardinal season of fresh starts and pivots of energy that are working in tandem with Jupiter, who is pushing us along over in Sagittarius. So new chapters to our stories are being written as future possibilities float down to the surface for integration. Yet there are many ups and downs and potentially dramatic moments that this lunar season will provide in order to move us along. So get ready to open to considerable change. Relationships, creative projects, and overall harmony and balance in life is this month's agenda, and we may have to find what is out of balance first before we can set our intentions accordingly. Now, once again, Jamila and I will be discussing all of this in our Libra season segment later in the program, so stay tuned for that. Now, what about Venus sextile Jupiter? So we already saw Mercury make that connection here. And so now Venus, our relationship energy, is coming around to open the door to that growth of Jupiter. So now I love that our new moon is seated with this Venus-Jupiter sextile, which in many ways is quite supportive of the agenda that this overall lunar season has in store. Relationships and our creative offspring have opportunities to move forward at this time. Yet we have to keep in mind that much like Mercury's journey, the sweetness of Jupiter is sandwiched between Saturn and Pluto by aspect right now. So we are moving towards more harmonious connections and greater happiness and creative flourishing. Yet there may have to be some real-world practical considerations to handle within this opportunity to say yes to life and get the things we truly want. I like to think that this sextile is helping us to travel safely through our journey as long as we remain grateful for all that we currently have and the blessings that are still before us. Both planets are in domicile, as was her connection with Saturn just a few days prior. So all of this energy is strengthening the purpose of wholeness, truth, and integrity. So let us stay open to the wild ride that is still ahead. Now, the bottom line for Saturday is is that a new moon in Libra seeds in, yet makes a day-long journey towards a square with Saturn. So, you know, this is likely to re-trigger some of that Venus-Saturn square from earlier in the week. You know, even though we're having Venus sextile Jupiter, she's still getting that Saturn flavor right now. So take your time today, especially as Luna moves the budding new moon energy from the awareness of the sun to the commitments of Saturn, while Venus makes a simultaneous sextile with Jupiter. 
So do things that bring you joy today and go easy as the cycle is just getting started again. It may be beneficial to set some new moon intentions through a creative project such as vision boards, for we can then marry our long-term vision with that Jupiterian growth spurt energy we are now opening up to. Now, on Sunday, we have the moon still in Libra. And of course, she'll make that, you know, super early, why we sleep squared Saturn. But then she's going to go on to sextile Jupiter, conjunct Venus, square Pluto, and then conjunct Mercury. And so the bottom line for Sunday is here we have another day that is triggering this week's transits. Yet now we are waxing forward in the lunar cycle so we can use these connections in a building way, as opposed to the previous energies that we're seeking to close down and bring introspective understandings. The Libra moon will will stimulate connection with others as we seek to cultivate harmony and balance in our lives. Luna's sextile with Jupiter and uh, conjunction with Venus will stimulate our connections in a positive way, yet that Pluto square in the conjunction to Mercury will likely turn the topics of our conversations to considerable substance. So if you have something to get off your chest or a dialogue that needs to take place, this can be a good day to do so. Now, to wrap it all up here, the seasons are shifting as the balancing energies of the equinox turn the celestial tides once again. Significant events that lead to growth take place this week as we close down the old so that we can reseed new possibilities into the future. Through it all, the perception of our desires is simultaneously stifled, awakened, and transformed in an attempt to get us closer to the peace and equilibrium we all crave. Now let's take a look at the cards because they always add a little something to this week. And I think this week they just fall right in line. Uh, But when don't they, I suppose. (laughs) So I drew the five of wands as the focus and the empress as the grounding. Now with the five of wands as the focus, we are likely going to bump our heads with others this week, which may create a bit of stress and strife in our lives as competition for dominance takes place around us. And it's quite possible that we will not see eye to eye on an issue or have completely different goals and agendas that are just not syncing up. And it will be key to actually listen and take in what another person is saying to you. At the end of the day, we all just want to be heard. So cultivate that awareness. It's also quite possible that there may be internal stress taking place as we get caught up in competition with or comparison of others, which can be highly motivating if used in a healthy way. So rather than getting frustrated, use it as fuel to move forward. Now, with the Empress as the grounding, speaking of moving forward, this card showing up this week signifies that the stress we are experiencing is all in the name of nurturing growth and abundance in our lives. It's time to move forward within a space of greater receptivity and connection with the life that surrounds us. And taking time in nature this week may help alleviate any tension you may be under. Even if it's just watching a program like Moving Art on Netflix, which I highly recommend, is just gorgeous and there's no dialogue so you can kind of just zone out, be in nature, and let your mind and intuition work. So that might be very beneficial to watch this week if you haven't. But it can help bring calm and perspective to the table. Nature does that for us. Now, ultimately, we are growing significantly at this time, and we don't want to taint that energy with unresolvable frustrations. So look for solutions to help bring everything together. 
Now, last but certainly not least, this show is brought to you by this week's animal ambassador, the rat. Our smart little rodent friend is here to tell us that being true to yourself is the key to accessing the rewards that the universe holds. There are many situations, no matter how hard we try to get our best intentions across, where we may be underst- you know, misunderstood by those around us. And it's important to stay within our inner integrity this week and not to let outside influence dim your light. As long as you're trying your hardest and not taking on more than you can realistically handle, you will be rewarded in due time. So hang in there and stay true to your heart. Now, all right, folks, this is my weekly Patreon spiel. And so, as you may know, a couple weeks ago, uh, or about a week and a half ago at this point, I released the second issue uh, or edition of my Astro Story Time, where I covered the story of the windy mattresses, which are air mattresses just flowing in the wind <laughs> uh, in Colorado. We also look at Hurricane Dorian and how uh, that energy basically culminated since the Aries ingress to target the Bahamas. And then lastly, we spend about uh, 50 minutes or so looking at Jodie Foster and her incredible life. We look at when she was mauled by a lion when she was young. We look at the stalker who she had while in college who made the uh, assassination uh, attempt on Reagan. Uh, And then we look at her, uh, what is deemed as her coming out speech at the 2013 uh, Golden Globes uh, and more within that. And so we're looking at all types of things, transits, progressions, uh, the natal chart in general. So there's some fabulous stories at play here. So if you want to check that out, this offering is only $6.00 per month, uh, and you can do that over on Patreon. And like I said before, uh, you know, I have show notes for this program. So if you missed the things that I said or I went too fast or you want to refer to it back in the middle of the week to remember what was that on Thursday again, this is what the show notes are for. And so that is $3 per month, which can help support the podcast uh, and also give you that you know, visual representation to revisit some of this throughout the week. Now, if you want it all, you can get everything, including early access to the podcast for only $8 a month. So to find out more about this, you can go over to Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Okay, now let's meet our guest. All right. I am so happy to welcome this week's very special guest. We have Jamila Pendleton with us. Hi, Jamila. Hi, Mel. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to have you on this program. I actually met, uh, Jamila was, is a listener of the podcast and we met at Norwalk a handful of months ago back in May. Uh, she's like, oh, I listened to your podcast. And we had a great conversation um, and it was just a pleasure to get to know you. So she has some Libra energy. And so I wanted to bring her on for our Libra season talk. So before we get started here, Jamila, will you give the listeners a little background on yourself? Yeah, so I'm Jamila Pendleton, and I do um, my own version of modern Western astrology, and my specialty is relationships. I am obsessed with relationships. (laughs) So I'm a Sagittarius sun, a Scorpio moon, and Libra rising. So that Scorpio moon had a really good channel for the obsession, and it was all astrology. And relationships, yes. It's all about relationships. So, and I'm in San Jose 
and I've been practicing for about 20 years, studying for too many to count since I was 15. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, and that, br- that brings us to our story because I've been asking everyone what sparked their interest in astrology. So if you had gotten in there around 15, I mean, what was, uh, what was your entry point? What, were, what was like, oh, come so, into this world? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so grateful for my mom for dropping this book in my lap in the summer of 92 when uh, Uranus and Neptune were right on my Mercury. So it was that conjunction the next year in 93, but they were still right on my Mercury that summer. So Uranus and Neptune woke up my mind mm. into astrology. The book was Heaven Knows What by Grant Louis, you know? Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Oh my gosh, it's the best. I love him so much. Grant Louis, he wrote in the 40s, mm-hmm. so it's dated... Um, and sexist. <laughs> and, and he's amazing. He's my favorite writer. He's my favorite astrology writer. And heaven knows what was just sun and moon combination. Mm. So she dropped it in my lap at 15. And I just started looking up everybody that I knew, their sun and moon combination. And it was brilliant. It just felt like it just summed up the person to me. And it's so well, so completely. And so I was instantly hooked and looking up everybody I knew, everybody. And then I got obsessed with looking up celebrities. And I, you know, this was back before computers. So I was writing everything down. I had birthdays and their, at least their personal planets written down in my whole collection of, of people collecting yeah. birthdays. I love that. So you were just using your ephemeris. Uh, or yeah. And, just... <laughs> and then actually my mom got me my first reading uh, six months later and Lou Fine, just a amazing consulting astrologer in, in the Santa Cruz mountains. And I guess back in the seventies, he had like a, an actual shop on the downtown. He had a real astrology shop, but then it got closed. My mom knew this guy and he was amazing. He was phenomenal. And he ended up being my mentor loosely for years after. Lou Fine, just practicing in obscurity and an incredible astrologer. I learned everything from him. Oh, how cool. I love that. That's like a, it's very much a personal uh, kind of engaging touch with it all. So now was your mom interested in astrology or was she? Yeah, well, she's a big hippie, you know, hence my name, Jamila. (laughs) She's a hippie, was a Sufi. I was born on a commune in Santa Cruz Mountains and uh, she's really into tarot. That is her thing. She is obsessed with tarot. She has a big Scorpio stellium and it goes all into tarot. So that's her thing. But she was interested in astrology and she's also a Sufi. And so they really, they're, they're really connected to the planets and they do like planetary walks where you walk in the energy of the sun or walk in the energy of Jupiter. So she knew, you know, that. And she has a natural inclination, but it was, I took it and ran. Yeah. (laughs) Your Sagittarius was off and running. And I was like, okay, (laughs) well, I love that with your, your mom having all that Scorpio and then you having that Scorpio moon. Doesn't that speak to the ties of the family, right? (laughs) Yes. And my dad was a double Scorpio, sun and moon. Oh, wow. 
lot of Scorpio going on. It's all Libra, Scorpio, Sag in my family for sure. And the Libra is strong. Actually, on my dad's side, everyone is Libra rising. My grandma was the Libra rising and she had three boys who are Libra rising. And all the three boys had three girls who were all Libra rising. And then those Libra rising girls had, and I had a Libra rising. That's wild. I'm getting chills as you say that. (laughs) We all look alike. We're all like, you know, the dimples and the, you know, sweet smiley faces. But (laughs) it's, um, yeah, it's it's family roots of kind of... (laughs) codependence or, you know, interdependence, just issues about relationship for sure. Mm, That's interesting. Especially I think when, if you were to get in there and just look at everyone's Venus, you know, which is so perfect because Jamila's business is called the Venus experiment. So (laughs) yes, yes, I'm all about Venus. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great case study actually that you have on your hands there to kind of look at how, you know, especially different Venuses intermingle with yeah. one another um, and can color that Libra rising. That's uh, true. And then my husband is Libra rising. Of and course. My son, my son is also Libra sun, Libra rising. Uh, with his moon in Virgo conjunct Jupiter, I mean conjunct Venus. So I think of him as a triple Libra. <laughs> oh, wow. That is adding extra. Huh. Well, that's so funny. That's so funny that his moon is conjunct Venus when you're right? when you're the the Venus gal right here. Of course, his mother, you know, <laughs> would would birth a child that has Venus conjunct the moon. Well, he was ten days late. He was supposed to be a Virgo. He was supposed to be September thirteenth was the due date. So, and I knew he was. I knew I wasn't going to have a Virgo. I just knew he was going to wait to be a Libra. And he came on a first day, September 23rd. Oh, how funny, right on the, the equinox there. Yeah. Well, well, it, well, you got to still got a Virgo with that Virgo moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get away from that. You're not getting away from that. <laughs> That's funny. I just love that family pattern because I just, that's so interesting to me. I just family dynamics are fascinating. I'm actually reading a book right now by Aaron uh, Sullivan that's on the family dynamics in the chart, um, which yeah. is we so get our it's it's just handed down. In fact, even by aspects too. Like my dad's mm-hmm. strongest aspect was Venus square Uranus, and that's my strongest aspect or tightest aspect. So. Mm. That's an, that's so interesting, and to I me. see that all the time. Aspects handed down. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. lunar ones too, I've, I've noticed, is that the, the family picks up these lunar signatures that seem to come down. I mean, if you think about it, you know, the, the, yeah. the lunar element is, is helping set up our behavioral patterns and our emotional and unconscious self. And so there seems to be, like one of the most t- troubling is the moon-Mars combination, and there seems to be a play out uh, in family members of that same, you know, still living out that. <laughs> and so it, that's, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Of course, I'll have to put that one in my pocket for another date. Um, But I think that's so interesting, and I love that tidbit about your family. You have you have a case study just waiting to happen there. So get your experiment on for sure. So, all right. Well, we're going to talk about uh, Libra energy. So we have the perfect person here today for that. So Jamila, you know, before we get started into the forecast, tell us a little bit about Libra energy or what, uh, what's your personal take on what Libra brings to the table? Yeah. Well, Libra is all about the other. 
And I like to go back to that the energies of the opposite is really so similar. Like I think of the energy of Aries and the energy of Libra as having the same vibrating at the same speed, mm-hmm. but just being completely opposite. But they have that same energy of um, pushing. And I find that Libra is more pushy than it gets its reputation for. It's, it's oh, Libra is all relationships. It's all about the other. It's so charming and diplomatic and friendly and thoughtful of other, but other people or codependent or <laughs> indecisive. <laughs> These are the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot, a lot more of the forceful energy with Libra of kind of just as pushy as Aries. Just as me first, as Aries, just as pushy, but in there, like, let's all get along. Gosh darn it. Like, you know, that's, that's, I like that because it's, I totally resonate with you on that. And I, I definitely agree. And especially, especially Mars and Libra, because I've noticed someone made a joke the other day that like, uh, I forget, I'm not going to do it eloquently, but it's just (laughs) basically how Mars and Libra is, you know, it will... Uh, push for its way, but it will push for its way and it won't relinquish itself until it basically gets it. It will do like, you know, and it's not always indirect. Sometimes our direct, it's, it's the indirect and just, you know, once you realize that that's your, your idea and you accept it when it was really the Mars and Libra person, (laughs) you know, they're like just kind of fine tuning until you come to that conclusion. But it was was really their plan all along kind of thing, you know? I feel kind of like the dark side of Libra is that it can be the most manipulative of all the energies. And sometimes it's just, it's, oh, we just want to get along. I want everybody to get along. And, and if I do this, then it makes this person like this. All, mm-hmm. all Libra-focused people are always thinking, how can I make everybody happy, right? <laughs> Which That's... is not, we got to think about ourselves. We got to think about ourselves and we can't change people. So there's this focus to kind of push into other people's space to, to, to create what we want. And it can be manipulative. That's so interesting because I mean, when we just think about the polarity of Aries and Libra in general, you know, if you think about Aries has its direction, it's it's their direction, but Aries is not trying to get you over to their direction. They're like, this is my direction and I'm going no matter what. So I mean, I'll see you later if that's necessary. But Libra is like, this is my direction, but I want you to come. So what can I, you know, how am I going to move this the right way so that we're on the same page, even though you might not be? And so if someone has that Aries energy and it's like, well, I'm going this way and that's, you know, (laughs) and then Libra's like, well, I'm going this way, but I want you to come, you know, those two can kind of mirror um, in a sense. And I, it's interesting with the manipulation type of energy with it because obviously Scorpio gets that uh, yeah. a lot, but that turns into more, you know, kind of emotional yeah. uh, manip- manipulation where Libra more might get in so, your head more yeah. and play more the strategic game. Yeah. Uh, then. <laughs> and they might not even realize that they're yeah. actually being manipulative because they're coming from this place of, I just want everyone to be happy and get along. And so they're not really realizing their own forcefulness in the situation. Well, and that's their own uh, version of balance as well. 
Yeah. Because, you know, how to get along doesn't mean everyone's going to get along. That would help you get along. <laughs> you would feel at peace. Um, but that might not be, the, I know that, but that might not be the case for someone else. And so they, they're, you know, they push for the balance in whatever way they can. Um, but that doesn't always match up with other people. And sometimes that can be, bring that, that, you know. And that is really what we're dealing with with this Libra season because this Libra season is really more intense than we would think of Libra being because Pluto and Saturn are really yeah. involved. Oh, so involved. <laughs> so involved. That is like the big thing for this particular Libra season of 2019 is that, okay, so basically we're coming off of, you know, Jupiter square Neptune is slowly receding into the fog, you know, that, that is moving along. And basically this Libra season is all about uh, activating essentially what's coming with this Saturn Pluto conjunction in January, I think. Yeah. Um, and I mean, do you see any signatures right away that kind of pop in your mind for all, all these planets essentially going to hit a square to Saturn and a square to the nodes? Because we can't yeah. forget that, you know, that's also being pushed along. Like this is another, um, kind of apex moment that is coming off of an initiating energy from those previous, uh, eclipses that we had in the summer because we're at that halfway point. Um, and then of course, Pluto's there too. So I mean, do you, what pops in your head when you put these <laughs> things all together? Pluto and Jupiter and <laughs> uh, big love. I think big love through this season because of the Jupiter, because I see Jupiter in all of these really strong, blowing it all up, making it all bigger, big, big love. And then the Pluto is just about deepening relationships through catalyzation. Yeah. It's gonna, you know, we have to, Get, we have to look at these issues. They're going to come up and we got to look at them and grow and evolve. Yeah. That's what this season is about. I absolutely agree because, you know, that's the, that's the hard thing is all these planets are basically coming around. Um, you know, I think who's, who's doing the, basically this week that this episode airs, I believe we have Venus is going to do her square to Saturn uh, there and kind of... Um, help kick off some of what Mercury had already a little initiated here. Um, But, you know, Venus, the sun, you know, these planets are going to come around and square this Saturnian and Plutonian energy, but at the same time make sextiles to Jupiter. So making it bigger, more dramatic, right? It's like, (laughs) and that's the thing is like, oh, you get that sweet sextile from Jupiter. And I want to say that there's some good things in there. I think because that's the thing with Jupiter is that, uh, the bottom line is it's just moving you along. Like there, it's just pushing for growth, expansion. How does, how do we expand our, our life and our view? And a lot of times that can be through some challenging, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, things here. And so, yeah, it's not always good. That's for sure. This whole fetus and Jupiter. Oh, the two benefics. Lovely. Yeah. Well, not when it's squaring Saturn and Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> And and Quincunx uh, Uranus for this new moon too. So so we have that. I think that's a big part of it too. Is Uranus because Venus is opposing Uranus for the full moon. So it's in both lunations. We have Uranus, really big part of it. So it's about creating independence in our relationships mm. and getting out of that codependent kind of Libra tendency. I'm if if you're okay, I'm okay. 
not going to fly this season at all. It's got to be independent. It's well, that's, I, I like that you bring that up because I, you know, in uh, more traditional astrology, that, that in conjunct would be considered an aversion or kind of a blind spot, right? And so yeah. I think it's very interesting how the new moon has, uh, you know, the sun and the moon essentially in an aversion to Uranus. It can't see it quite yet. But yeah. when we get to that full moon in Aries, we're going to have, uh, you yes. know, basically Venus in opposition to Uranus. And yeah. so we're, then we're going to be seeing quite clearly what we... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so clear at that point. Um, so independence is big. Well, and that can tie into, I think, a lot with those Jupiter sextiles that are coming in and from Sagittarius, right? Sagittarius needs yeah. its freedom. It needs its space. You know, it wants to explore. It's on the move, as Jamila was saying earlier. Um, <laughs> and we want to move. I, I think we've, we all really want to move in, in many ways here. <laughs> um, but that brings up some tougher issues in order to, to do so. Uh, so, I mean, kind of had some... Yeah, that new moon, at, it, it's got Venus sextiling Jupiter exact. And the new moon, Venus, it, it is so important here. Our new moon in Libra, it seems like that is the overall Venus sextile Jupiter for the new moon. It's everyone's thinking, oh, how lovely and how romantic. And it's just so positive and maybe having special dates. And there's this unawareness, like you said, of the, these Uranian influences that want to be a part of this Libra season and create independence in our relationships. But we're kind of oblivious to it with this Venus, Jupiter, and then it's going to blow up with the full moon. <laughs> yes, the full moon has some some tense energies here. Yeah. But, so we'll stick with our, our new moon here. So we have a new moon. It's going to be happening this week. Uh, as this airs, it will be Saturday, September 28th at 5 degrees and 20 minutes of Libra. And, you know, it's interesting, Jamila, because, um, you know, obviously we have a new moon in in, in Libra, and the ruler would be Venus there, and Venus is in Libra, uh, and she's in that exact sextile to Jupiter, like you just right? mentioned. But we have to keep perfect. it. It's, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that might not be so perfect about that in, in my mind is because essentially she is coming off of and transferring energy from that square from Saturn. She's right in the middle. She's sandwiched. She's between. a little. <laughs> Saturn and Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I think that there's going to be a little bit of something that goes on within the dark, you know, uh, crescent of the moon before we conjunct here this week that is going to challenge that Venus, um, you know, to look at what her, her true, com where her true commitments lie, because that's another thing with Libra energy is that it can go back and forth with things, right? Yes. You know, it, it can be very indecisive and, you know, a, indecision also leads to non-choice, which is non-commitment, right? Uh, analysis and, paralysis. Yeah, analysis paralysis for sure. And so here Saturn is in Capricorn, like, yeah. All right. You know, this is a cardinal energy. We're trying to start something new here. We're trying to either start something new or we're, we're going to pivot a direction in some way. It's going to be one or the other, but it, it, there, there's a challenge that essentially comes with cardinal energy to move things along. Um, so now with the uncertainty, I thought this was interesting because I actually heard this today from a, a fellow astrologer 
uh, Christopher Watecki, I was listening to something that he was saying. And, I like uh, him. I love him. I've, I've watched him for years. He just entertains me. It's I just discovered Leo. him. Yeah. Oh, he's, I've been yeah, watching him. Leo. Okay. I've been watching him for like 12 years. Wow. Like I've been watching his whole journey. Like he, wow. I, I, I just, cool. you know, I don't always agree with him, but I yeah. just really enjoy his energy and his analogies a lot. He has a very different approach too. He must have a strong Uranus too, because he's, he's doing his own thing. He is definitely doing his system. own thing. Yes, his step I system. It. I remember when he cried. Guys, it's so funny to think of. <laughs> oh, with techie. Um, well, what he was saying, and I thought this really spoke well to Libra season. This might tie into some of the Saturn energy too when it comes to the idea of commitment and being able to, you know, like mentally align and be like, okay, I'm making a decision here. Because a lot of times when we don't make decisions about things, essentially there is, we're either ping-ponging back and forth and we see both sides, or sometimes there's a level of uncertainty there. Um, And what I like that he was saying is that, you know, even when we are 90% certain about something, we seem to only emotionally and mentally align with the 10% that is uncertain. You know what I mean? And so here we're in an uncertain space when really most of us most of who we are is already certain, but we align and we stay in that uncertainty and that doubt. Um, and, and so how can we, you know, align yeah. with the certainty oh, and dispel the rest of the unknown so that we can move along faster and have really greater competence in what it is we're doing because we're not doubting ourselves or not doubting the process. Or, and so I thought might be something to put in your pocket for, <laughs> for Libra season, for sure. Yeah, um, Saturn will be helping us make decisions. Saturn and Pluto. Pluto, yes. That makes decisions. <laughs> Saturn's like making washy. Yeah, Saturn's no. all make a decision because if you don't, <laughs> yeah. my friend Pluto over here in the back is going to help you out. Uh, you know, well, Actually, it's very grounding of an influence after this crazy Neptune, Jupiter, Virgo season to have this square to Saturn, Venus squaring Saturn for the new moon to be like, and Pluto to get serious and get, grounded and get practical. Yeah. Well, I think she, she cocks her head. So, um, you know, our favorite things in life. Uh, I really feel it because I feel the movement of Venus um, personally. Mm-hmm. So when Venus squares Saturn, I feel that. I feel like yeah. Saturn is squaring me and it's okay. I just get very practical at that time during those times. This is where we get serious and grounded and into reality. <laughs> yeah. And that's, well, and so Venus essentially has to open to that because she is a receptive, uh, <laughs> a receptive energy. So she has to open to the fact that, you know, sometimes this is needed. Sometimes we have to look at the reality yeah. of a situation, especially with Libra, because, you know, Libra can hold ideals for things um, <laughs> or kind of, you know, or just have a lot of ideas and possibilities that are in their mind that they're entertaining. Um, but that's not creating any type of real tangible reality out of things until we Exactly. So this, we make real steps in our relationships this month, real life grounding and real life catalyzing changes, commitments, probably. I think that that is spot on. And especially, so it's interesting, we'll think about Libra season in general. Um, You know, we are looking to Venus. What is Venus doing? And she is just, she's doing her thing in Libra and the sign she's very comfortable in. But she's taken some hits 
along the way, you know, she's taken some hits as she goes, as she moves through. Um, but there's something to be said about once she moves into Scorpio as well, which will happen on October 8th, about halfway through our Libra season in here. So that is going to take relationships, I think, to another level at that point too, when she's in her detriment. And so Jamila, what do you think about the move of just Libra from, uh, or Venus from Libra to Scorpio within the Libra season. In the Libra season? Well, it's exactly aligned with all the other stuff. Don't you love it? How it always works together. I know. Always working together. So it's aligning with all this Pluto theme that the new moon is Venus squaring Pluto and the full moon is Venus squaring, <laughs> the sun is moon squaring Pluto. Yes. So <laughs> it's all about this deep work. And so Venus going into Scorpio will help. It will really help make those commitments. And well, but then it's going to pose Uranus. And so then it's going to be about those deep commitments, but while you maintain your individuality. Yeah, which can be hard. Yeah, Venus and Scorpio posing Uranus, that's intense because Venus and Scorpio wants deep commitment to the death, kind of intense commitment, but Uranus does not. Uranus, Venus, Uranus wants freedom. So yeah, how do we make those intense, emotional, deep commitments and maintain our total freedom, autonomy, and independence? That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what the sky wants us to do. <laughs> so we might find that Venus gets herself in maybe some swampy conditions here, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking. And so, yes, and, and, but, but through the swamp, um, because, you know, essentially Uranus is trying to help liberate and awaken and free up some things. And the, we're talking about fixed signs here. And so these could be very fixed, you know, emotional energies and uh, physical situations that have been away for a very long time. And now this energy is prodding it, especially at a full moon, which we'll get into this full moon here after this a little bit more, but that it's prodding it to basically, uh, you know, free from free itself from this open it up heal in many ways so i think venus even though she's going to be tested uh and awakened in ways that can be very disruptive uh, i think the bottom line behind it all is it's like no it's time to heal it's time to drain drain the swamp but what am i a politician now time to drain (laughs) the swamp Uh, (laughs) and uh and and release some of that and so so our full moon in aries is basically kind of catalyzing that whole situation, isn't it? That is the word. That is the word for it, catalyzing. We are all being catalyzed, especially if you have anything around 20 degrees of a cardinal sign. Yeah. For that full moon, yes. Put that, yes. If you have, <laughs> you have really anything, yes. If you have anything around twenty degree, about about eighteen to twenty-two of uh, mm-hmm. Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, um, this full moon will be lighting you up. Which means, like, prepare in the way that just you want to support yourself emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Okay. So let's talk about that because here I was telling Jamila before we got started here, I was like, isn't it kind of a cruel joke every year that we have an Aries full moon during Libra season (laughs) because it it puts that polarity together to where, you know, and, and we're looking at 
um, you know, somewhat of combative conditions uh, because we're looking at Aries. Aries wants what it wants. It has its own agenda. It's it's ready to take a risk and will do what it needs for, you know, its, its self um, and its own needs. But we're pitted across from our, um, our, Sun and Libra there, which is like, I, I, I'm learning so much about relationships right now. You know, the spotlight has <laughs> shined and you're, all those relationship cobwebs are probably going to come out uh, between what the self needs and, and what is, um, you know, needed in partnership. And then of course that is all square by a really close, I mean, we're talking 20 degrees around the board to um, a square to Pluto and then that sextile to Jupiter. And so, ah. Uh, Ah, I know. And I mean, I was... <laughs> I, That's one situation we don't want Jupiter in. <laughs> Go away, Jupiter, for this one. Yes, because Jupiter, yeah, it's going to push it but along. We can't. We can't. It, Jupiter we can't. wants to be here. It's exactly 22. So it's got to be a part of this. Yeah. It's got to make it big. That's why I keep saying big love. Big, big love. It's like big dreamy love because of Jupiter and Sag. Idealized yeah. love. And then... And, and Ooh. sometimes the love might be for yourself. Yeah. You know? We're talking about Aries full moon. And sometimes, you know, it's not about giving your all to uh, something that is outside of you. Sometimes it's, wait, I have to give my all to myself in order for me to, uh, to relate with you on the level that I want to, or for me to go after the idealized, you know, picture that I have for myself in life or what I consider harmonious or, or you know, a, a harmonious in just existence. We might be looking at this through this Aries uh, full moon and any night Pluto comes in, change. Change and, and Jupiter too. Jupiter and Pluto change. Explosive change. Yes. And well, and because we and have fire Venus. moon. Yeah. Fire and moon. Yes. And moon Venus. Moon Uranus. Venus, yep. So yes. there's a lot of change going on with this full moon. There is. And so wow. here, so let us look at uh, our full moon and Aries. And so where's Mars? Well, Mars is now in Libra. So I was just talking about <laughs> Mars and Libra earlier. Like it's, uh, oh, yeah, this argument will stop when you come to my side. <laughs> but imagine having two of the same points of view, you're, you might find that this will, <laughs> you know, you'll be in an endless back and forth. Um, and so that's just something to watch out for and, and where maybe Jupiter can help move things along because Jupiter in Sagittarius is a mutable energy. It's trying to shift. It's trying to transition uh, versus the Plutonian energy and the sun and the moon and Mars there, which is all cardinal. It wants to start. It wants to pivot. It wants to, you know, initiate. Um, and Jupiter is the process that's really letting things uh, kind of move along in a way that it, it says goodbye to the past um, in hopes of something better for the future. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a, this is a, yeah. So uh, October 13th, which is a Sunday, I believe. Yeah, uh, Sunday, October 13th at 2.07 p.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. Yeah, midday. So, midday um, on Sunday, everyone's going to be home dealing with that kind of family stuff coming up maybe yeah oh yeah no a sunday our day of rest not this day um, <laughs> not this yes day. well you know maybe it's nice that um 
because we have, what else do we have here? You know what's nice about this configuration too, even though we have a lot of this kind of explosive catalytic energy going on, we have Mercury in Scorpio making a sextile to Saturn. So, you know, I think our mind is going to be pretty... uh, made up in a way, or, or it's going to be working with long-term conditions and, and new frameworks and uh, new rules, new boundaries uh, around, you know, because Scorpio energy and Sat- Saturnian energy, we're looking at where's the line, where does this stop, where does this begin? Um, and so I think maybe we'll be working out new, uh, just uh, new lines, new levels, uh, new, you know, just a framework of how- And kind of clear- Clear thinking, maybe sober, clear thinking. So, yes, right. You know, <laughs> yes. Because so at least, clear, but well, sober you know, thinking. It, well, let's hope because it's an, well, and it's one of those things as an interest. That's why I love 2019 because there's so many paradoxical moments of planetary energy because yeah. we're hoping for a little bit of clarity here with that sextile to Saturn. But really, you know, when you look at it, Mercury's in a nice trine with Neptune yeah. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and so it's a little bit of, of both. Um, yeah. but, but the ideal lives with Neptune as well. So maybe bring some of that to be able to solidify it here uh, you know, some of those emotional ideas, ideals, be able to solidify that uh, in, a, you know, a real tangible way with that Saturn. Um, yeah, that's a possibility. Like the channels of communication can be open to, to deal with all this intense energy because it's all about relationships and kind of power struggles mm-hmm. and manipulation that we were talking about because Libra already has that tendency and then it's squaring Pluto. Yeah, which is all about power struggles and manipulation, jealousy. So, so hopefully that Mercury trying the the Neptune and with Saturn there will allow us to a surrender to the conversation. Yes, allow it to happen, and but also be you know put a touch of compassion. Yeah, mixed with a touch of realism. You yeah. know, I can be compassionate and accepting of the situation, but I'm also going to be real and clear cut about, you know, what we can mix those both. Like clear cut doesn't have to be just harsh and compassion and idealism doesn't have to be all, you know, rose colored glasses and and I'm living in a dream world. You can have both. (laughs) It's not easy, but you can have both. Um, And so I would say that that might be kind of the best approach to take. Talk it out. Talk it out. Be willing to go there. And think about yourself. Think, go to that independent place in your mm-hmm. relationship instead of that. I need you to do this for me to be happy. It's that's going to be a lose lose if anyone is getting into this. I need you to do this for me. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's going to be a battle. Yeah, and that's where that's where the trick of that Mars and Libra might come yes, in. I know, uh, and, and Mars and Libra the whole time, really, because. Uh, let's see, what else is Mars? So basically, um, our good old Martian friend here, let me pull <laughs> this up. Uh, Martian so, friend, it's, it's an important figure <laughs> for Venus. This is Venus's counterpart. So it's always important to look at Mars in Venus time. Well, and that's an interesting point, Jamila, because once Venus moves into uh, Scorpio, um, 
which will, I think I already said this, but I'll say it again. It'll be October 8th. Um, and Mars moves into Libra October 3rd. So basically starting October 8th, uh, Venus and Mars are going to be in their own mutual reception, but from points of debilitation, which is uh-huh. interesting, you know, so, so they're working together, but they're not, <laughs> but there's a lot that needs to change in the process in order for, you know, us to get along, to heal situations, to be able to go there, um, and to give that space. So they can work together, but they have to work together in a way that is, is, you know, has concession to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're helping each other. I didn't even think about that mutual reception. Yeah. They're there for each other a little bit. Yes. So now let's let's have them be there in ways that we can use it constructively because it can also be there in ways where, you know, bars will fight it out in Libra and then Scorpio is going to give it extra and more passion, you know, like it just depends on which way we take this. But yes. ultimately I, I feel that it can help. I, I don't know. It's... I don't know. I have some good feelings about this, but I know that overall, I think it's going to be challenging uh, here. So, so Mars, some just some challenge dates for Mars, just in general, um, especially once moved into Libra. So Mars is going to uh, oppose Chiron, which can always stir up some dust. Actually, the day that Venus moves into Scorpio, which is October eighth, um, and then we have Mars. Actually, Mars is going to save all its Libra hairiness for Scorpio season. Uh, so just FYI that we're going to get into Scorpio season. And of course. Then, and then that's when Mars is going to do its Saturn square, its Pluto square, um, and then really yeah. re-energize a lot of what we're already experiencing as the you know Mercury, Venus, and the Sun hit these points. So Mars mm. is the last last run. Which I always consider a blessing because, you know, you don't want Mars first. If Mars is first, we are are acting before we've thought about this, before we've opened up to it, before we're aware, you know. But I think that if there is kind of like a saving grace in this all is that we've already been stimulated in many ways to understand what we're up against. Um, And really squares are just activating points. They don't always have to be bad. They can, they bring tension, they bring friction, but they do that for eventful purposes, you know? Yeah, they make you do stuff. They, they propel us forward. Squares are, they're, they're stairs. They're, you, they're yes. stairs, you climb, you go somewhere with squares because you're motivated, you have this pushing. So we're, we're all we're going to be very motivated to transform and catalyze and and deepen in our relationships, yeah. but also get freedom at the same time. It's that paradox. Well, interdependence. <laughs> yes, which is what Libra needs. So it's like Libra is just being tested. The energy of Libra. Can you maintain yourself? Yes. Can you maintain yourself where there's all this stuff going on. That's, <laughs> yes, that's Your own self. Key. That is absolutely key. Um, and so, yeah, so we have some interesting, uh, I have a feeling that the new moon's probably going to start off, uh, you know, rather Venusian just because she's doing a lot of nice things there or like, well, 
she's also tainted with a little Saturn, just saying before she goes into this, she's already had a round of Saturn. Um, but really that action is going to be that full moon on October 13th. So definitely yeah. bookmark your uh, yes. your calendar that, you know, irritation <laughs> may be a little bit up during that time. But if um, we're prepared, I think yes. if we're prepared to catalyze and we're prepared like to change and that we... It's, it seems easier to, and you're prepared. All right, we're here to do some work. That's what this full moon is about. It's about some work. That's mm. great. <laughs> well, maybe that to these tail, that tail end of Virgo season, which we're talking in right now, but when this airs, of course, yeah. Virgo will be over. Um, <laughs> but, you know, maybe that that's part of that preparation or Mars even just being in Virgo before it gets to Libra is, is still wrapping some things up in, in Virgo land before we get maybe that's some of that preparation that can happen. But, you know, what's interesting is as, as Jamila and I are talking right now, uh, basically Saturn has stationed and gone direct, which is an added bonus to, you know, we have a direct planet, but also we have Pluto that's stationing to go direct here on October 2nd. Um, so basically the, this upcoming full moon on October 13th will be the first lunation with both of these kind of heavy hitters now you know, moving forward and, and, and pushing their agenda outward. Um, and so any thoughts on Pluto stationing for you or just, <laughs> yeah, how perfect, right? How yeah. perfect that it's happening right now or October 2nd. Yes. <laughs> Libra season. It's a Plutonian Libra season. It is. Yeah. We're going to go deep in our relationships yeah. and do that deep work and commit, commit to our independence maybe. Yeah. We're committing to something and it yeah. could be on the side of another person. It could be on the side against the person. It could be, you know, it, 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 but other people are going to be involved. And that's like yes. the number one thing here is that other people are in this equation <laughs> uh, and, and maybe your shadow self as well, you know, working through a lot of, because like you said, you started off our podcast here just talking about, um, you know, essentially Libra being that, that other and kind of a mirror in a sense, because relationships, whoever we're attracting in, that's why it's always so funny when people are like, this person said this, or I was told this and this offended me, but I'm just being me. I heard that recently. And I'm like, no, you're attracting something to you. That is, because yeah. it was funny. It was actually a story as someone was uh, very upset, an Aquarius person I knew, because uh, I guess someone had placed a judgment on them. And they're like, well, I'm just being me. You can't, you can't judge me. But I also know this person to be rather judging themselves. <laughs> and so it's just kind of funny to watch the, the mirror. And so look for those reflections. Yes, yes. Look for the reflection because... Thank you, Mel. That's so true. That's Libra is just the mirror. It's just Aries in a mirror. It's just <laughs> the self with another, but it's really just the self reflecting. Yeah. And the new moon has got that Chiron opposition. Um, yes. I mean, it's separating by a couple degrees, but this issue of the self and others and what is the self and... The, well, and how you assert there. it as well, because, you know, I noticed this because when Mercury and Venus made an opposition to Chiron, um, I think it was uh, earlier this week, I was on a, I was on a call. I'm on this mentorship program right now and it has a bunch of, a group of people together and it was an Aries moon and the Aries moon was, you know, lighting up Chiron. It was, you oh. know, you had Venus and Mercury coming to oppose Chiron and everyone yeah. on that call was just 
crying. Irritated. They just had their, their question. They were trying to get a question uh, out, but the, the person, the main mentor was like, there were combative questions, not in a, in a, in a volatile way or like any type of uh, me against you thing. There were just questions that were going against, um, you know, uh, the original plan. So like, <laughs> so that, you know, they want like, for instance, this mentorship program wants you to use a certain type of platform for what they're teaching you to do. Now the platform is not cheap, you know, and there's other platforms of comparable, you know, possibilities that are, uh, you know, cheaper. And so people, all of a sudden people kept coming on, their questions were all about these other, you know, and then the the mentor was just like getting irritated because it's like, well, you can go there, but I'm teaching you this. That's why we're here. And you can just see people, I just felt the irritation of the Aries and the Chiron and then, you know, and I think that might be repeated in some ways during this Libra season where we're going to a bit riled up, uh, <laughs> uh, and it, it might be a, a learning experience or a wisdom experience, knowing when to pull back and when yeah. to push forth within it. There's a kind of edginess with that Chiron and Aries. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then the Saturn too. Edginess is actually a great word, I think, for a lot of what we're going to encounter here. Yes, edginess. Yes, exactly. Sharp edges. Uranus too. Yeah. Yeah. When Venus is soft, Venus is soft and round and cuddly and cushy and oh, she want to pinch her cheeks, her dimpled cheeks. But <laughs> but not this season. Venus <laughs> Venus has is kind of lead weight the dress she's gonna wear. Yeah. She's doing her best though. She's doing her best. She's yeah. she's gonna when she gets into Scorpio, her best might drop a little. <laughs> because she'll she'll just be like ah I've I'm enough I've done enough with appearances here Let the real deal come out um, I love I love Venus and Scorpio it's so intense it's such an intense way of loving so it I just want I yeah I love Venus so much it's very diva. Yeah, I think in many Scorpio? ways. Yeah, just, I know. Like, just no, just the Venus part, just the I Venus mean, in in Scorpio. Because I've noticed a lot of Venus and Scorpios are are like, I mean, it's just, this probably doesn't apply to everyone, but I notice that they're usually quite like. I know I'm magnetic. Yeah, you know, I know that I'm looking good. Yeah. I know that I can put this on and yeah. work, work this. You know, <laughs> sexy. It's sexy. It's sexy. Venus and Scorpios are sexy, and they're just like, why is everyone treat me like a sex object? Because well, because you have Venus and Scorpio, like, you can't help it. It's just oozing that sexuality and. That's they so don't true. even know it. They're yeah. not real. It's like just the way Libra is not aware of their own manipulation. Scorpio's not as aware of that oozing right out of yeah. that sexuality. I had a client with that exact thing the other day. She's with the Venus and Scorpio. And she's like, I just don't understand. She's like, I just get unwanted attention wherever it is I go. And I look at Venus and Scorpio. I, I and hear it, it from all of them. They yeah. complain about it. Well, yeah. And, uh, you. It's funny because I think it was it was making a T square. I want to say with the Moon and Mars um, in in other fixed signs. So she had them extra. She had extra on top of it. And I was like, I get it. I see where you're you're definitely mm-hmm. coming from. And so that could be a twist on our full Moon. You know, yeah, make that uh, you know the, the fight makeup type of thing. There, there oh. might be some uh, some passion. Uh, Good point. <laughs> cruising around, so you know. Yes. It could yes. be incredibly uh, 
hot and sexy yes. <laughs> makeups. Yeah. So Very yeah. Intense. It's an look, intense. look to acquiesce maybe and you might get some, some hot action <laughs> along the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe go toward the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well, we'll, yes, we'll see how that works, but you have to, we have to work out these issues. This is our cosmic timing yeah. to do that. So make sure you take care of that first. Um, but if you do have that, <laughs> I feel like. And now you know this T-square. So what's your wisdom from, because you have this T-square in your own chart. Yes. Right? Cardinal T-square, full moon. So that's exactly what we're having in different signs, but with the cardinal energy square to Pluto. So how is that? Well, there's going to be, <laughs> there'll definitely be some just overall, uh, attention. And like you were saying earlier, probably power dynamics and control dynamics. Um, and especially as we're making situations, uh, you know, decisions through this Saturnian energy that is conjunct the South node, because we haven't really touched on that. Maybe it's, uh, you know, but this is our last pass of Saturn conjunct the South node. And so there is still some Saturnian issues that are need to be released. Uh, and like I say, the celestial Drano is coming around to flush some of the, you know, the, the leaks that we're having here. Uh, with our wow. Saturn energy and being able to commit um, to the long term, uh, well, Pluto is that Drano, and so and Pluto is absolutely the Drano. Like Pluto is one thing that I've learned having, um, you know, uh, having this configuration in my chart is that you have to, uh, you have to just you can't. Oh, well, this is this is the where the paradox comes in of the the uh, Aries full moon is with Pluto, you can't fight it. Yeah. You can't fight it. Yeah. Aries, it's worse. It, it'll much make it worse. worse. It'll much make it worse. worse. So much and, worse. And, <laughs> and we love to fight it. Well, Everyone we, loves to fight Pluto. Yes, because, <sighs> yes, you get into, you get in, you know, your instinctual emotions get lit up. You get, you know, a fight or flight type of system, you know, and that can definitely happen with the Aries energy when we get to this uh, full moon apex. So there will be the urge to fight. But that is where you're going to get yourself in trouble. I mean, you can assert yourself where it's needed, but if you fight towards the control that you're looking for, and especially with Mars and Libra, that is having its own agenda indirectly, you know, trying to get, <laughs> trying to push it here, you know, that you have to... It's interesting because we can talk about Neptune being the point of surrender, which a lot of times, you know, that is a planet that I, things dissolve. We have to surrender and accept it. But there's a surrendering that happens with Pluto as well. And that it's more about the surrendering of, of the fight yeah. against it um, and, and allowing things to change. And maybe even, you know, dare I say, taking some of the optimism of Libra and Sagittarius and being like, I'm ready for change. Yeah. I don't want any more of this bullshit. I want yeah. to move along here. And so mindset, uh, you know, because we're going to have that, that, I feel like this is turning into a full, the full moon and Aries episode, which I mean, it's kind of like the <laughs> big, big one. It, it's a big one here, but having our mindset, um, uh, especially with Mercury in, uh, Scorpio at that time, sextile Saturn, trying Neptune, you know, that's going to be everything. We can go to the dark side and we can fight it or we can heal it and accept it, uh, and then and then move through it uh, and purify our relationship energy and our, our our energy in relation to ourself through it. And and this is going to happen with tangible changes. You know, we're talking about Capricorn. We're talking about Earth energy. So where we're going to see the change, even though it's playing out on these levels, is going to affect us. Uh, you know, 
on the earthly, the, the reality of it all. Yeah. So that's to be taken into too. So yes, I would just say, don't fight it. You know, assert yourself where you need to get the, get the, put the agenda out there, but don't carry it. You know, don't, don't do it. It'll. <laughs> I know. Surrender is the word. I always um, loved, you know, Caroline Casey, mm-hmm. she uh, talks about Pluto and she always brings up that roomy poem about the chickpea on the edge of the soup pot and mm. it doesn't want to jump in. That poem about doesn't want to become the food. It doesn't want to, you know, lose its chickpea-ness, but, and then it holds to the side of the pot and no, Pluto, don't take me. And then you just want to surrender and let go of that side of the pot. And then yeah. you get cooked down. It's, cooked down is a good way of looking at because that's essentially what Pluto does. And then with the Aries moon, heating it up even more. So yeah, we're really explosively getting cooked down. Yeah. It's a, and I feel like, I mean, even though it's just that one full moon, October 13th, it kind of is going to color the whole month. Absolutely. That's where we're heading. That's where we're headed. That's essentially, that's where we're, we're apexing the whole time. And then the rest of the Libra season will be moving from it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Even though it's only one day, it's really the whole Libra season that we're working with these issues of just kind of getting down to that uh, interdependence. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. And if you, if you're your own person, you're really not going to me making anybody do anything. Yeah. That's where the hard stuff is going to come up. If we try to make people be what we want them, want them to be, force <laughs> our agenda. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to work. Yeah. So that's save- what Libra wants to do. Yeah. So save yourself a headache yeah. uh, and, and realize, because you'll be tempted. We all will, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing with squares. Huh? You always have to remember with squares, uh, as Bernadette Brady put it, you know, there's nobody's fault here. This is when yeah. we're at a crossroads. We might yeah. not agree. We might not see eye to eye, but no one is less wrong or you know, more right than the other person. And it's more, that's where the acceptance comes in, the allowing um, in order to, uh, you know, because essentially this is an opportunity, a rough one at that, but an opportunity for a fresh start in many ways, because this is cardinal energy. We're hitting the equinox. We didn't even talk about the equinox, (laughs) Um, at least here in the North North America. You know, this is the autumnal equinox. And so this is a a declining um, state of time uh, as well. So it's, yeah, it's all going to play together. We're going to come out of it just fine. We're going to yeah. come out of it um, transformed, I think, in, in many ways. Um, and so that's the beauty of it, uh, if you're willing to go there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we're going there no matter what. Yeah. So you might as well be willing and jump into the pot. <laughs> jump into the pot. Don't be that chickpea on, yeah. on the side that's just holding on. You know, you're gonna that's burn a lot your- of work. You're going to burn your little chickpea hands. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to fall in at some point, no matter what. And so either you can be food and part of the sustaining and the nourishment, or you might fall on the other side of the pot and then you're out cold and you're not a part of anything. And Libra wants to be a part of things. So, you know, drop in, just jump in the pot. Mm -hmm. Just do it. (laughs) I love that analogy, Jamila. (laughs) That's so cute. 
I think I remember saying that a lot last fall, a lot of a lot of Pluto and Scorpio Venus themes coming up. And I remember saying, transform your relationships, surrender to the transformation. And I remember people saying, I'm tired of surrendering to the transformation. <laughs> We're not done yet though. We're not done. Well, Venus, uh, you know, to her credit, she had to go through a retrograde last year through these two signs. And so that was a whole That was a long one. That was a long one. And you might even- not as long. It's not. And and you might even want to look back to that time to see what Venus was doing when she was, uh, you know, because she stationed in Scorpio and went back into Libra. And that's when we saw a lot of the the Me Too energy go down um, and the- uh, I think that's around the time that the Kavanaugh case was happening too, because Venus stationed right as that, uh, uh, um, the court case, uh, with, with, uh, Ford came up there. And so that was a whole, that was a whole thing in itself that last season. Um, but maybe look back and just kind of revisit that energy for you, um, to yeah. get some, just some light clues of, you know, what you might carry on from or it's you know, true very similar build off of yeah. venus was in scorpio sun in libra yeah but not a retrograde so this is different no. folks where it is different. different a little easier yeah. <laughs> oh so all right jamila well i think we covered a lot of the things yeah. uh, in in the in libra world um and it's going to be a fascinating season to say the least so definitely share share what happens on your end on the social media channels because both of us have active channels and we'd probably love to hear what's going on there uh so speaking of that jamila where can people find you what do you got going on well, my website is venusexperiment.com and also on Instagram at venusexperiment and YouTube. That's my major thing is my YouTube channel. I'm really getting into it and excited and starting a love horoscope, a weekly love horoscope. Every comes out every Friday, Thursday or Friday for the weekend for, for date nights and for romantic stuff. So, and um, I'm offering for Libra season a promotion of half off all relationship readings. Oh, so just for the month of of Libra Sun, so until October 23rd. So, so until off. then, you if you need to get that love <laughs> horoscope, you know, this look at the that. time. This is the time. This uh, is the time. If you can see what your own dynamics and ways that you go in your relationships, your patterns, then it can help a lot. Okay. <laughs> and so now will there be, now will the sale be directly on the site or is there some uh, special code or anything? That no codes. Use? It's just on the site. Okay, perfect. Venusexperiment.com. And I've got a bunch of resources there um, of uh, Moon, Venus, and Mars, a bunch of stuff about each each one of the personal planets. And you can look yes. up everybody that you like. And there's a bunch of pictures and celebrity stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very cool. Definitely go check out her website because she has little write-ups on each Venus sign, on each Mars and Moon, and, and then you'll have like a little uh, celebrity that's attached to it just to give your, you know, a, a reference in your in your pictorial yeah. memory. Um, so it's very cool. So we'll definitely have to check that out. And of course, I'll always I always put you know, on my blog where people, where you can find people. So in case you didn't get that, uh, you can come over to energeticprinciples.com and I will have all Jamila's stuff just ready to go there and you can just click away and go visit her. Um, 
Now, also, uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Energetic Principles, doing that as well. Uh, and I have been taking, I have this new philosophy with uh, social media is like, before I was putting all my pressure on like, I think I have to post something. I mean, I haven't even posted anything on Mercury or, you know, Venus being in Libra, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait until that time's right and I'm inspired. So if my social media <laughs> is, is sometimes sporadic, it's because I am not, I've decided I don't want to be a slave to it. Um, you know? Yeah, me too. I'm in the, exactly the same. Maybe it's our Saturn Pluto going through our third house. Yes. I just want to do it on my own. That's what this is all about, our own timeline. Yes. So I do do things there, but it is not necessarily like you just regularly going to find things. So I love your Instagram posts. There's the, the visuals you do with the little videos. It's amazing. That's so creative. It's, <laughs> it's fun to like, you know, take an idea and then put it into visual form. Yes. I've always found that very uh, satisfying, whether I'm creating it myself or, you know, I'm using other people's work. Cause a lot of times I'll take gifts. Um, I'll, you know, half the time with pictures, I'm creating it myself, like all the new moon, full moon stuff, but the gifts, I love to go over to Giphy and I'll just have an image in my mind. And half the time someone has made Find something it. out of this and I'm, and it's perfect. I get to share their thing. I, it puts my visual together and I, I just love it. Um, so great. that is fun for me. And when I'm inspired, <laughs> hell yeah. So you can find that over at energetic <laughs> principles on Instagram. Now, of course I have my Patreon. If you want to support the podcast and, uh, you know, get show notes for the forecast or, uh, take part in my astro story time program that comes out once a month. Um, you can go over to patreon.com backslash energetic principles and you can find out more about that. Um, now, of course, myself, I do consultations too. So, you know, if you need to consult an astrologer, Jamila and I are both here for you. So, you know, hit us up. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. um, and if you think people need to know about Libra season, because we are talking about interacting with other people, <laughs> share this podcast, spread the good word, let people know that there might be some, you know, some hairy transits along the way, uh, because the more that people are aware, uh, that more it helps everyone else. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, saying we're going into a catalyzing situation is different than we're going to go have a fun dinner out. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, it's good to be on the same page here. So, you know, spread, share with a friend, uh, share the podcast, uh, leave a review wherever you see this or hear this so that uh, Jamila, and I, Jamila and I can help be seen further. You know, that's the beauty of uh, sharing. So I'll write enough of my spiel here. But Jamila, it was so fabulous to have you on and get my to pleasure. talk to you. It was so wonderful, Mel. I love talking to you. I'm sure we could talk for days. Yes. <laughs> we have we have Mercury Moon conjunction as exactly. sinistry wise. So maybe we'll have to have you back sometime to do another relationship topic because I would that's love always to. a hot, a hot button. Yeah, I didn't issue. share any of my tips and tricks for Oh, next time. Next time. Save that for a blog. So, you okay. can, so we'll <laughs> okay. look out for Jamila. She's got some tips and tricks uh, for <laughs> Libra energy coming up here. So, all right, everyone. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Good luck with Libra season out there. We'll be rooting for you. <laughs> you can Let's, do it. You can do it. Let's work together. And as always, may the stars be with you. 